Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to her month, guys. It's Taylor Swift's month. This is the song August. So... You know, I gotta listen to this every day. I listen we were to it when asked, I woke up in the morning. Parker asked us yesterday, "What's the over under on how many times you mention uh, Taylor Swift this week?" It's her week. And what did you go with? Like two hundred or something? I set like the over under at two hundred. Yeah. I went three thirty. Do we have a ticker oh. on um, on YouTube? We should. Every time that I mention Taylor Swift, you already said it three times in the last two minutes. Yep. Right. Exactly. So so it started right now. It. Three times, guys. <laughs> three times. And it's only going to grow as we get closer. Yeah. It's Taylor Swift week. Come yeah. On. I've been trying to listen through an album. Uh, like try to do all ten albums before I see her on Saturday. You see who? So like Taylor Swift. Ah, four times, guys. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Just. I just want to lay down lay down this marker and give you a permission structure, Emily. Okay. You're going to Saturday's concert, correct? Yes. I am expecting you already on Friday to be mailing this thing in and your mind <laughs> not 100%. being there. And it's cool. 100%. Yes. Like you are going to be mailing this effort in and it's fine. Yeah, Do you guys like want friendship bracelets? If we chat yeah. on Friday and it's actually you know about sports, I'll be confused. Like you should say, <laughs> hey, Al, uh, you're on your own. Yeah. She's going to be paying no attention Also, that's, that's a n- name of a Taylor Swift song. You're on your own, kid. Oh. Five times, guys. That's five. <laughs> <laughs> that's five right there. Yeah, no, but I, I will have the content. You know, there have been LA Times articles being like, this is how to get to the stadium without using, uh, you know, without having to drive. And there's also stuff, there's a bunch of cool information. If you are going to the concerts on LA Times, they have a lot of stuff to make your visit very easy. They already have banners up at SoFi with her face on it. Whose, Whose face? face? Uh, Taylor Swift's six times. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Have you been uh, doing like any dry runs to SoFi, just mapping out the best routes, trying to find the best ins and outs? That's a good idea. Cleanest mm. way to the to the stadium. And if you didn't do that this that's past the- Saturday <laughs> to like have the equivalent day, right. that's what the past two years of covering the Rams have been. It's just getting ready for this Taylor Swift concert. Seven. You know? Yeah, it's it's great. And um, but yeah, I am excited. If anyone else is going to the Saturday show of Taylor Swift. Eight. Eight. Uh, please come up and Just say hi to find me. find her. I'm going to be excited Hit to talk Twitter. to you. All right, Taylor Swift coming up, by the way, this uh, this weekend, just so everybody knows. six. She's doing six shows. Six, six freaking shows. you guys see the article that people are wearing diapers because they don't want to miss a show? Okay, that is a gross exaggeration. Hey, don't tell me that's real. Yeah, it's that's not. Real. It's, it's very few people, well, and it's <laughs> not anybody that I am, would ever be friends you with. You did that's say yesterday yes. that you're you were drinking. not going to drink. Yeah. And... Maybe you're not going to drink any water either, I'll just because oh, no, you want to. Just because you want to make sure you don't miss any music. I'll be safe. I don't want to pass out. But you how know, does she do it? She, you know, people can hold their selves for She's, three and a half hours. Yeah, three, three and a half a hours. Flight. I get it, but three and a half hours, and she's performing the entire time. She's not right. sitting there watching a movie. Yeah. 
Well, you I sweat. Know. I mean, you're going to end impressive. up sweating out a lot of it. I'm sure she uses the restroom right before she goes on stage. Yeah. yeah. Just to be safe. Yeah, I don't Who's know she? How she does it. Taylor Swift. I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there are things in between, but. Is there know, an intermission? Or does so she go There's three and no half hours intermission, straight? but I think that there's some little, oh like, gosh. motif breaks in between eras. That's where she pees. That's probably where she pees. Because yeah. she also do, has, has a bunch of outfit changes. So I, I want to say she has, like, almost, like, 30 outfit changes. So is she just not committed, or. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. well, what's for lunch? How about Waba Grill's new Boom Boom Tacos? Uh, if you can hold that up, it's. Uh, okay, I told you there's, like, a certain time. We're contractually obligated. It. You have to spit it as well. <laughs> Today only, get a free Boom Boom Taco with any entree purchase from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the promo code TACOUP. Valid in-store, online only at Waba Grill. You have to do that on the corner of Fig and Olympic. Olympic. Yeah, just from 11.30 to noon. Yes, keep your day job, just dog. Never mind. Actually, <laughs> well, the problem share. is he doesn't have – you need the handle in the back. Right, I- it's where just he not could a just like spin it in the back. Man. I'm you know what sitting mean? in a chair. There's equipment around me. Like, come on, why don't you do this, Jorge? Oh man, I'm a pro at it. That was my, one of my first jobs. AK is upset. Oh, yeah. but by the way, that that is really impressive. When you, and I don't even know what's for. Sometimes it's just for like a insurance company or something. And there they are at the corner with the arrow, bro. They, but it's not even the arrow. It's the spinning too. And when they have the headphones in and they're in their own zone, whatever they're listening to. It's impossible not to drive by and like wave at these people. Like, I don't know what you're doing. It's 107 degrees outside. I'm not coming to your insurance company. <laughs> you can jump in but my this pool is amazing. Anytime. <laughs> if you're in the neighborhood, <laughs> come jump, jump in, in my, my pool, pool anytime. Yeah. Okay, Anthony Davis is able to sign his extension. So this Friday, he becomes extension eligible. And for those who don't know, just a kind of a little bit of the money, it would be a three-year extension around $170 million. It would make his current contract north of $250 million over the next five years. There's a, there's a bunch of different angles that we could take on this with Anthony Davis. Um, is there an argument you can make? And there's a couple of clips I want to play for the from the Hoop Collective podcast with, uh, with Brian Windhorst, Tim Bonteps was on there, and Tim McMahon. Is there any case that you could make why the Lakers or why Anthony Davis come Friday or within the next, let's say, week or so, don't find a way to get a deal done? Is there an angle that you can come up with that says, no, this is in the best interest of the Lakers to wait on this and not extend him, or it's the best interest of Anthony Davis with everything that comes with AD to wait and not sign a deal come Friday. Well, it's my understanding that if AD waited a year, he could theoretically set himself up for more money. Like, I think if he if he didn't do the extension now and waited after he, – he has an early termination option for the 24-25 season. Him and Braun basically identical to yes. having that player option yeah. next year. I think – I'm not 100% sure, but I think the economics could be higher if he – plays out this coming season, early termination option, new contract. Flip side of that would be Anthony Davis has had a lot of injury concerns. Yep. This extension would take him all the way through his prime and a little bit past it. I guess the argument for from the Lakers side to not extending him would be if they feel like internally, we have maxed out the LeBron-Anthony Davis, Davis era. era. Like mm-hmm. It's not going to get any better than this. When we just went to the Western Conference Finals, 
We didn't necessarily expect it, but that was our best shot, and we are not confident that it's ever going to get any consistently better than what we just saw, and we are not confident with Anthony Davis paired up with anybody but LeBron. That's the argument. I'm not saying I subscribe to it. I'm saying yeah. that's the argument. So uh, in regards to the money portion you were talking about with AD, I think one of the things that you're right that stands out is he can also get an additional year if he waits a year. Um, I agree with the risk. This is not a player that you've watched and said, and it's a risk for anybody. But if I'm 24 years old, maybe it's a different conversation. If I'm 24 and I'm playing 75 games a year and I don't have an injury history, maybe I'm not a big either. I'm more of a I'm a player that can kind of hang around the perimeter. I'm a guard. It's different. If I'm Anthony Davis and I got a chance to lock up another $170 million coming up this Friday, and like I said, I think the five-year deal in total – um, is around 250 some maybe a little bit north of The grand total of his career would be yep. about, of his contract would be about 250 And we're talking this year, next year, and then the additional three-year extension would be a little bit north of 250 Um For a player like him who's had look – at, look at just his career with the Lakers. First year he's with the Lakers, he's in the playoffs and win an NBA championship. Second year he's injured in the playoffs. Third year he's injured pretty much the entire season. Uh, fourth year – he ends up playing. Lakers get to the Western Conference Finals, but um, he's certainly had what it was at like a five-week period where he was injured. That always comes up with Anthony Davis, so I think to lock it in makes the most sense in the world. The other side of it that I think from a Laker perspective, that's the only perspective that I could look at, and I think the question is, what's life after LeBron? And if life after LeBron... AK, we could be sitting here a year from today, and I, I would not be shocked or surprised if LeBron James, his career with the Los Angeles Lakers is over. It, it's He has expressed this before. I know some stuff have happened. Bronny James had the, the scare, um, but he has expressed before that he'd love to play with his son. He's going to have potentially that opportunity next year, so let's just kind of see how everything happens. The question, I think, for the Lakers is, what is life after LeBron leaves? If Anthony Davis is the best player on your team, what is that team? And that's the only thing that I could comprehend where the Lakers maybe have a little bit of hesitation, but I'm stretching on that because I'd be the first one to tell you, August 4th, whatever the time is, I would like to see the Lakers and Anthony Davis come to an agreement that he's extended for three more years. I mean, it simplifies everything. And if unless the Lakers are going to look to go into a teardown and a rebuild, which isn't really their style to begin with. Even if they are, don't you still extend them? Well, no. If you are if you feel like within a year you mm-hmm. want to try to go into a rebuild, I know you could have Anthony Davis as a trade asset or I'd whatever. I'd say for the asset more than anything else. You could, but the flip side is if he gets hurt, let's say he tears an ACL, does, like has like a more severe injury, you may not be able to get the same return on him and then – the clean rebuild becomes more complicated. To me, Like if you feel like you're going to make a hard pivot into a rebuild, which can't emphasize enough is something the Lakers never do, mm-hmm. but if they were going to do that, I would want the cleanest avenue possible. Um, that being said, if they're not going to do that, if you are looking to stay highly competitive, you want to have Anthony Davis on the roster because he is an all-NBA cal- <laughs> all player 
and you find who to team him up with, or if, say, you think you need to go in a different direction to stay competitive, maybe you move him. But if you're looking to stay competitive for the immediate future, you are better off having him than not having him. Isn't it safe to say that what they did this offseason clearly, clearly stated that this is not a rebuild's not coming up soon? And this is what I mean by that. The Lakers have kind of kept their books pretty clean. Um, other than LeBron and Anthony Davis, they've always kind of you, you, yeah. There wasn't really a what really is the future other than LeBron and AD. This past season, they finally committed to longer terms. Reeves is here four years. Rui's here three years. D'Lo two years. Gabe Vincent three years. They finally started saying, hey, there is life over the next couple of years that we're looking at, which I think answers your question of there is no There's rebuild no coming. There's no indication whatsoever. Anytime soon. Yeah. Take a quick listen here. Jorge, am I good to play this year? Um, Brian Windhorse on the numbers for AD extension. Take a listen. Let me ballpark the numbers here. If he signs an extension this year, his contract will be five years in the neighborhood of $255 million left, yep. including this year. So it'll be this year plus four. So then if he were to opt out, he would be able to sign a new deal for five and 300 and something for next year plus four. So it would be an extra year. It's not quite apples to apples, but that is an extra year and an extra, you know, $50 million, 50 to $60 million. When he'd so, be 35 on that extra year. Right. That's what we were talking about where, yes, there is some money to be made on the back end of it. I just think the risk is too risky for a player that has obviously not had the best uh, history when it comes to injuries. Um, Tim Bontemps, I want to play this when we come back. His theory on Anthony Davis of why you should bring him back uh, is different. It it does not have to just do with, well, you build around Anthony Davis or um, you're competing right now and that's why you do it. His theory, I disagree with. We'll talk about it when we come uh, when we come back. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, AK in the House, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, those are pretty funny stories. Sometimes we just get, like in a break... Morales just came in with three or four really good stories, and then he's out. That was like a tornado of he's Morales. Gone. Like, he just spun in whirling oh, wait, dervish of stories. Singing? Taylor Swift. This is nine. Mariah Carey. Actually, Morales is dealing with a little bad blood right now. There's a lot happening for Morales. First thing he said is, what happened to the Waba Grill Boom yes. Boom Taco sign? I'm like, well, Andy was spinning it as if he was outside on the corner 
that's what happened to right. it. Right, and, and look, to be honest, and, and I get where Chris is coming from. You want it yeah. in the right spot or whatever. Chris seemed a little more agitated about this than I would have expected. But then he broke down everything happening everything. right now. I was like, you know what? I get it. I'm sorry, Chris. I will keep the taco in the right spot. I just got There's a lot going on. We got a full preview of what's happened this week and what <laughs> will happen later this week. That was good. Yeah. That was good right there. <laughs> He's going to lose his mind. All right, some other players that some uh, folks brought up of most hated players that are, you could say, Lake or uh, uh, Los Angeles related. Yeah. Just players that L.A. people would hate. Jeff Kent came on that list. That's a good one. Let me tell you something. If you were ever somebody who covered Jeff Kent, yep, and I did, he's on your list. He was every bit as unpleasant as his reputation. Just an, as a, as a hole of a guy as you can be. Every bit as unpleasant. That reputation is earned. Okay, I'll of all the it. players that you covered, it doesn't matter the sport. Hmm. Biggest a hole, and if you don't want to say their exact name, just rhyme it so then I know what guy you're talking about. You well, just made the list. The guy we were just talking about is up there. Kent's Je number one. Kent's up. There. Kent was. I have never seen anybody. Yeah, he just always seemed angry. He would go out of his way yeah. to make a clubhouse tense and uncomfortable just so nobody would talk to him. Like basically, so everybody would leave him alone. He would maintain this cloud of tension. Like his That's his impressive. locker. You've been in the Dodger clubhouse, yeah, yes? I have. Actually, he, only one time. Okay. There is a far corner of the clubhouse that's that's on the opposite side of where people typically enter. Yep. Kent's, I think Freddie Freeman is down there all the way on it's that It's like wing. near – if you go any further, you're in the weight room. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yep. Kent's – Locker was basically as far into the corner as, as it could be mm -hmm. while still being in the clubhouse. Mm. Like if it was any further out, it would have been in a different room. He's actually in the weight room. He's next to the <laughs> butterfly machine. He was. You would occasionally get him in a mood where he wanted yeah. to talk. And when he wanted to talk, he could say some stuff that was interesting. That was one out of the hundred times. The other 99, he was as unpleasant to deal with as any athlete I've ever seen. You know who kind of had this? You know who was always tough to talk? This won't be a surprise, but who was always tough to talk to? I always felt like I'm like, yeah, I think this guy hates me, and I don't even know him. Why did Rondo always feel like he was... To get anything out of Rondo, you felt like you were asking the most personal questions, but all I was asking is, what did you think of the pick and roll? Well, the thing with Rondo, and, and Rondo, I think, kind of liked to F with people. Like, I think he actually enjoyed it. Rondo was really smart. Like, he's a he's a really smart guy. He's like a math, 100%. He's look, a math guy. Look at him on the basketball floor. I think he has aspirations of being in the front office. Well, beyond yep. that, though, I'm just saying, like, he's not just basketball smart. He's, like, smart smart. Mm. He He's, like, a math wizard. Mm. He is a legit connect for savant. Like, I'm not, I'm not joking. Like, yeah. he... I one time did a project for Red Bull Sports, and... We were watching Rondo play Connect Four. He was doing an interview while playing two different people in Connect Four, beating them both. Like, he's incredible at it. I think sometimes with Rondo, he's one of those guys that is so smart, he thinks everything being asked to him, everything really happening around him is dumb. Yeah. And he has no filter mm. for hiding how dumb he thinks everything is. Yeah, I think he was onto something with me. <laughs> Maybe my question was just stupid. Um, remember the era of the Lakers? We were talking about Anthony Davis being due for his extension coming up. 
And think about the Lakers before LeBron got here. All right? Just go back to Jim Buss. Go back to Mitch Kupchak. Go back to Luol Deng, Timofey Mozgov. Go back to some of those contracts that were there. Um, was it LaMarcus Aldridge that came in for a free agent meeting and then the Lakers basically, and he basically said, we talked about everything other than basketball. Yes. And then the Lakers had to pitch. They pitched hey, him again. Can you come back Pitched yet? him twice. Right? It's like. The uh, first meeting was all about like the Hollywood zazz yeah. and the entertainment yeah. opportunities and okay. stuff like that. So um, the reason why I bring this up is take a listen to what Tim Bontemps was saying on the Hoop Collective podcast. And what Bontemps is trying to explain is why the Lakers need to bring Anthony Davis back. Take a listen to his reasoning. I mean, I think if I'm the Lakers, given how much they have struggled in the past, I mean, it's easy to forget now because they have LeBron and AD, but how many years did we spend with the Lakers striking out on one star player after another in free agency, you know, from Marcus Aldridge to all these other guys who, you know, they were going to sign and they tried to sign and then they didn't sign. I think it'd be hard for them to walk away from AD or not want to extend him at that number. I I think the more interesting question there is if they offer him that three-year extension, is AD willing to take it? Because yeah. he could be leaving a lot of money on the table next summer if he does. Okay, I I, I get where Bontemps is trying to go with this. I get the, hey, don't forget this is what the Lakers were six, seven years ago or something along those lines. I just don't think it's the same. I don't think it's apples to apples. Let me let me let's pretend today that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are no longer Los Angeles Lakers. I I don't think you need to bring Anthony Davis back because you're worried about getting another star. I think the narrative is completely different than it was. Lakers went through a stage. Dr. Jerry Buss passes. The Lakers are trying to figure out from a front office perspective. What's the who's the right person to run the franchise? Even when Palenka and Magic came in, there was plenty of time where you're saying, okay, who's running this thing? Even when Magic left, how many cooks are in the kitchen? I think we have reached a point with the Lakers front office where it seems like let Palenka do his thing. The guy has a vision, the guy has a plan, and he has at least earned over the course of the last year or so. I'm not justifying the Russell Westbrook trade, but they've done a lot since then. I think he's earned enough to say the man knows what he's doing and he at least has a plan. I don't agree with Bonteps basically saying that the Lakers need to bring AD back because he worries that the Lakers would have a difficult time trying to attract stars back to the franchise. Well, okay, where I think Bontemps is correct is the idea that you should no longer treat the world like it's 1997 and the Lakers are going to have this massive advantage bringing everybody in because if you're not a Laker or a Nick or a Bull, you have no visibility, you lose out on marketing opportunities, things like that. Yep. Like the, the world has changed a lot since then. And the advantage of the advantage the Lakers had before of LA, it's the Lakers opportunities, they can break a tie now, but you get opportunities even in small markets. Sure. Like you can still find that other places. And the idea that Lakers exceptionalism will automatically take care of everything for you when it comes to free agents, I agree with Bontemps that they shouldn't count on that. The context, though, and you were getting to some of this, that I think Bontemps is either forgetting about or just pushing to the side, that period where the Lakers were striking out, as you mentioned, it was going through a chaotic period when it came to leadership. But also, too, and this was something that I think was uncomfortable at the time to acknowledge, 
Kobe, this was post Achilles. Yep. And he was a shell of himself when it came to trying to get back on the court. He you know, really worked hard to try to make it happen, but that injury at the time with his mileage, he just couldn't overcome it. It was incredibly awkward, I think, the idea of bringing in some A-list, all-star, all-NBA caliber player to join Kobe's team mm. when you're better than Kobe. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows you are better than Kobe at, at this stage of Kobe's sure, career. Sure, so he's people, in his 18th, 19th right. year, whatever And it was, coming yep. off an Achilles at a time mm-hmm. when that was kind of a death sentence for a career. There would have been this awkwardness of you are better than Kobe at this stage of his career, but it's still Kobe's team. Hmm. So you have to do this dance where it looks like you're not stepping on Kobe's toes, you're not trying to overshadow him in any way, but at the same time, it really is, for all intents and purposes, your team because you're the more productive player. And I think Kobe had so much respect around the league that players didn't want to do that. Plus, it's a rough way for you to step into your time as a Laker with the fan base. Sure. Like, it was just kind of no win for everybody involved. Like, Carmelo Anthony, who the Lakers had recruited, he came close to joining. But then he said, like, he and Kobe, who were extremely close, mm-hmm. talked about this, and they just decided, and get into all the reasons, but this just isn't going to work. Mm. And then once Kobe retired, there was like a year or so before they eventually got LeBron where they weren't good. And I got to be honest. Being the star of a Laker team that isn't good, that's not fun at all. No. Like, you have a lot of attention focused on you when you are the face of a bad Laker team. The only, I'm, I'm going to go back to something you said. It's not 1997. You're right. And you can have incredible success with the Thunder. You could have incredible success with... You know, you pick whatever team that you want. There's a lot of competitive. The Denver Nuggets, Jokic is a great example. You could be a two-time MVP and a Finals MVP, and you could play for a franchise that just won their first NBA championship ever. But they still have an advantage. Would you agree with that, that it's not apples to apples when you look at Lakers with some of the other organizations out there? You're right. Maybe that gap isn't what it used to be, but I still think the brand does have an advantage over some of the other brands. Especially if the team is good. If the team is good, then all the stuff that comes with being a Laker, being a Laker, I agree, that can break a tie for sure because there are more opportunities being a Laker, being in this town, being, you know, once the entertainment industry starts going again, you know, the, that those type of opportunities are more readily available for you in LA than OKC, but there are enough opportunities now that you get just from being in the NBA because it's such a global league at this point. You can't just expect that to smooth over everything. Like if the Lakers aren't good, you're not going to get high-end players to join unless they're teaming up to join together. Yeah. Like, you know, if two or three people jump into the pool together, that's fine. But you're not going to get one guy to just show up, a superstar player, because he wants to be a Laker, because otherwise he's not going to get a national commercial. What if you get one guy to jump in the pool? Literally, after he delivers your package <laughs> from Amazon, he jumps in the pool and then he gets out. Well, Does that work for you? It works, I think, for everybody but Emily. I still need to see the video. Emily, yeah, Emily, d- Emily did not want, she was not happy about the the uh, Amazon guy. Not happy at all. She's not listening. She's thinking about no. Taylor. No, I'm listening. Fully in the Saturday. Absolutely thinking about Taylor Saturday. Swift. Okay, yeah. coming up next... Um, Emily's uh, segment here. Factor cap at 1145. 
there's some stats that make no sense, which ties perfectly with Otani. The Angels beat the Braves yesterday. We'll talk about their chances of making the postseason. We'll do all that coming up next or coming up at 1145. Factor cap coming up next. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, uh, I, in the break, was listening to one of the spots, and one of the spots was for the Fernando Valenzuela night, Yeah, and I expect Travis to be there, the first person through the gates, so we can get all the swag. It's on August 12th, so if you're also a big Fernando Valenzuela fan, make sure you head over there. He'll be there. Yeah, 100%. I think he might be, he may be going to a game this, uh, well actually I think he's going to go down to San Diego for a game. Nice, that's awesome. Dodgers, Padres game. Yeah. So over the weekend, uh, I was at a bar with some friends, and uh, one of my friends was uh, this guy was leaving the bar and mm-hmm. just <laughs> just <laughs> hadn't talked to her the whole night, but tapped her on the shoulder, handed him her number or handed him handed her his number, okay, uh-huh. and walked away. And uh, he said, "This is for you." And walked away, and uh, it worked. Uh, she reached out and they set up a date. Nice. Because he was cute. It was good looking and all that stuff. So you have ever pulled this move. Al, Patrick Cap. Um, I have not done that. Cap. Oh. Oh. But back in the day, I would actually, if there was one thing that I was, and I'm not telling you that I was succeeding every time, I'd just go up to the girl and go talk to her. And I feel like more times than not, that was enough to just spark a conversation and kind of take it from there. Mm-hmm. Was I just handing, uh, writing a phone number and saying, uh, hey, just go ahead and call me whenever you can. That's not a move that I pulled. AK, I, f- I have a feeling you still pull that move. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. I do. Is AK? this for you? I just go up to random women. Do you know when my anniversary is? Do you, have any, do you happen to listen to 710? Have you ever heard me mention my anniversary date? It's very important that you come up with this. Um, I was, I was kind of like Alan in the sense that I was a very big subscriber to the idea of shoot your shot. Like sometimes, sometimes it would take more alcohol, to, alcohol, or just Al- yeah, getting, getting my nerve up. When you have a couple of drinks, it's like it literally is nothing. When but you f- don't, but for the most part, I was a very big believer in the idea of whatever my coverage is, I can outkick it. Like just the idea of if you, if you pursue it. If I actually put myself in a position where she's in front of me, I think I can create a reasonable shot of making this happen. Hmm. I could see you just shoot at the grocery shoot. store. It's also back when I had the long hair. Yeah. Oh, helpful. <laughs> I could see you at the grocery store doing most of your damage, right? Aisle 11, <laughs> you just kind of walk around. You you 
Actually, any, the, are you getting anything from here? No, just uh, just walking around <laughs> the talking place, to the ladies. The place where I actually, back in my more perennially single days, that I met more women than anywhere else was actually the laundromat. Hmm. Before I lived, you're there for a while. Yes, you're yeah. there for a while. There's a lot of time for the eye contact. Right. Sitting there. My Do you separate <laughs> the whites and the colors? <laughs> That's his open light. Do you happen to have any fabric softener? I How brought? do I get rid of the rust on the chonies? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's, uh, Is that oh the line God. you use to pick up your lady? At the laundromat? Yes, it worked. That breaks the, that breaks that the breaks conversation. The ice. There exactly. it is. Breaks the ice. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, Jorge, what do you I did. Do you? I used to do something. In high school, I used to do something similar. Uh, I used to put a tic-tac-toe on it. Okay. At the top, I would put your move, and I would put my move on there. Ooh. And then inside, and then she would have to like look at it, open it, and make a move. And then... At the bottom, I would write, my next move is on the other side of the napkin. She would flip it. It would be my number. And That's would say, way too me. complicated. Nope. <laughs> I nope. Would, it's not. If it works, it's it worked. I would get lost. Like, if nah. someone did that to it's me. like this. Like if, right so, <laughs> if some woman did right that here. to me, I'd be like, what? I, I don't understand this. It takes, it was on average 14 minutes. <laughs> it nah. took 14 no, minutes no, no, no. to you, do it. Dude, you plan it, you drop it off. That's it. Just like her friend did. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is for you. That's it. The rest is so, it's self-explained like explain in there. I'm actually too dumb for that to have worked on You ever seen? You ever seen? It's like butter, homie. And this is this is a, it could be on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. YouTube usually they're just grabbing it from TikTok, but guys will literally just go around. They'll just go to the beach or something like that. And there's a couple ladies sitting laying out, whatever the case is. They'll just take their phone and they'll just hand the phone over. And the girl's like, "What the hell is going? On? Just put your number in." See, I just did it with Emily. She's just like, "Oh yeah, this works." Yeah, you I know, just, you send it back, and especially if you're like a big group of friends or whatever, exactly, I'm leaving. and you want to yep. like start a conversation. So it's not as you're leaving, but it says, you know, you want to get in there somehow. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Gotta be creative, homeboy. It will be done. She'll be done with it at eleven fifty. You're not gonna win me over with like a Sudoku puzzle or something. Like I'm not smart enough to do this. That's why I take that call simpler. <laughs> what about that um uh like the hangman thing or whatever? That's yeah, one. yeah, you can do that. It's gotta um, be creative, that's it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um I just, my sisters are coming to town for the Taylor Swift concert. Yep. Eleven, uh, was that twelve? Yeah. Ten, that? guys, ten. Ten, ten. Okay, ten. Okay. Uh so they one of my sisters has not been to LA before, and so I wanted to show her some things. We're gonna go to Disney on Friday night. Nice. Um, but other than that, uh, they want to do typical LA things, but they didn't suggest it. But I was thinking about it because I've never done it before. Mm-hmm. But you have done one of those celebrity home tour bus tour things, Andy Fatra Cap. That's a big time cap. <laughs> <laughs> never. I mean, I've I've lived in LA too long. To have done something like that. But you that. haven't been to Kanye's house. Come on. I've not been to Kanye's <laughs> house. No. Um, no, I've never done anything like that. I. It's just, it's unappealing to me. Yeah. Mm-mm. Al? Um, it's Cap. I haven't done it, but I want to do it. It's so random. And the fact that I'm with you, I've lived in LA you long enough hedges? to where. <laughs> right, see some hedges. It's more to just do it. No other. What's the, uh, what's the famous hike? What's the. Runyon Canyon. Runyon Canyon. So Runyon, if you go, there's a couple different places you can park. One of that, you go through the hills, and there's a lot of times where you yeah. have you see some of those those buses, and it's so random. I'm like, yeah, I want to just get on one of those buses one time. Sometimes it's okay to do touristy things, even if it's the city that you're living in. I, I think it'd be fun to do. Jorge, I've never done that. I've done it in Chicago, not celebrity ones, but those hop on, hop off buses. Yep, I've done those in Chicago, New York, but I've never done it here. 
When are know. we? We should all maybe because we live here. Yeah, we should. We should all do it. That feels. Yeah, we like should a remote broadcast from one. Before, <laughs> oh, imagine that we're at the top of the bus. Here we are driving through a uh, whatever. That, ac- <laughs> that actually could be really cool. The idea of like a moving production around L.A. Yeah, like you could do a lot of show and a lot of ge- L.A. geography over the course of three yeah. hours, mm-hmm. particularly this show because it's not a particularly trafficy time. Right. You guys could do the morning show like all over. LA. I feel like Rick might be very mad about this because the ability to get internet. Yeah, to Rick Cutler, it. our engineer, is just gonna, so we're going to cut in and out a couple times. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, you're going to the canyons. Like you're not going to be able to hear anything. <laughs> it's hey, all I'm walking part- here. Look, it's <laughs> hey. it's a nice pursuit. Uh, All right, so um, we've been talking a little bit about Justin Verlander because uh, he potentially could be in the trade. Who knows what's going to happen with him long term? Mm-hmm. We all know that Justin Verlander is a very lucky man. Not only is his net worth somewhere around $160 million, but he's also married to Kate Upton. So uh, if you had to switch places with any athlete in the world, you wouldn't want to switch places with Justin Verlander uh, and have exactly what he has. Jorge, Patrick Cap. Hmm. If I can switch places with somebody? With any athlete. I'll go Messi. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure because yeah. you, you can't go home in Argentina and not do it. Like, Messi. You're going to be crowded at all times. I want to see, I want to feel what that is like being the top player. Yeah, I want, I want, uh, Messi. Messi's my guy. All right, Al? You know, I, I actually I think there's a little fact on this with Verlander. Because you're off, almost like inconspicuous enough yep. that you could kind of blend in with normal day life. And, Publix. and he's. <laughs> He's a, a competitor. He's won World Series. There's something about being a pitcher, too, that I've said this before. If you could be any athlete, any athlete, play any sport, whatever, there's something about, for me, there's the allure of being a pitcher, and the game is on your shoulders. He's accomplished everything. Kate Upton is as beautiful as it gets as far as what He's earned so much. We were talking about the money he has. He is, the guy is, what, 40 years old or something like that and still is making 42, 44, whatever it is a year, Verlander's a pretty damn good pick. Yeah, I I do like the idea of being able to... Second is Gabe Vincent. (laughs) 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 Like the idea of being able to walk around without just being mobbed constantly. Like that's the downside with, you know, taking Messi or like switching places with LeBron. Someone like that. Like Miami for Messi. You never have (laughs) any type of privacy whatsoever. Maybe a golfer. Maybe a golfer wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Like, it's it's a sport you can do for a long time. Like, it doesn't, like, ruin your body the same way that other sports can. Right. You're, you know, you'll be able to, you know, play with the proverbial grandchildren when you're mm-hmm. older or something like that. You know, is there is there a golfer that lives a pretty awesome lifestyle? Like Ricky Fowler or uh, Fowler's Max Homa. Except, yeah. I mean, Fowler, I don't think, is one a, a major, but... But you can still win a mm-hmm. lot of money without Ten- winning a major. Tennis, one of these tennis guys would be a good one, too. Yeah, except t- tennis can be a brutal lifestyle. Yeah, though. it also wears your body down. Yes, it does. Way more than golf can. All right, F1 we'll take driver. tennis out. How about an F1 driver? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> super dangerous. That's your right there. But that, that's the, you know, the danger, I think, you know, wearing your body for, I think, an athlete perspective. I don't, No surprise, nobody picked anybody in the NFL. Yeah. Nobody's picking any of that stuff. I don't think anybody wants that. Um, all right, so I have one more, last one for you guys, and I'm going to play sound with it. So uh, this is a sound from uh, a TikToker, and I'm going to grab their their uh, name just in a bit, but I'm going to play their sound first. So this is sound from their TikTok. 
Choosing the most handsome player from every NBA team, boyfriend versus girlfriend edition. Her pick versus my pick. Thank you again for all the support. And remember, our list is... Absolute. Let's continue. Los Angeles Lakers. Got him. Number 28, Rui Hachimura. I as well chose Rui Hachimura. All right, so this is uh, from Thomas De Jesus. Is I assume what how you say, say his yeah. name? Mm-hmm. So um, they went deep in that Lakers roster. Right, exactly. Kay. So you agree with this couple's assessment that Rory Hachimura is the most handsome player on the Lakers? Mm. We'll start with Allen Patrick Cap. I'll go fact in this. Rui is uh, think about such a unique combination as far as his ethnicity goes. Um, I think there is. I, I think sometimes you do look at the. Does somebody look different? I, this is going to sound kind of funny too, but he's got like the perfect NBA body. The dude is like six eight, six nine. He's not frail and skinny and everything else. I'm going with Rui. I, I like this one. Rui's a good call. Um, I've heard. I've heard a lot of women say they think Rui's good looking. I think he is objectively speaking, a good-looking guy. When you hand the girls your number, do they say, do you know Rui? <laughs> no, I just say I am Rui. <laughs> and I just, wow, he looks different in person. Um, I think if you're looking at the whole roster, um, other contenders for the Lakers, I think D'Angelo Russell's a good-looking guy. Yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of style, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just that- can't. Just can't do anything in the playoffs. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> We're judging that just takes, solely on handsome. That takes away a little bit of it. Look, so, DeAndre knows what I'm talking about there. Does it become can't like, average six points in the playoffs against Denver and be good looking? <laughs> does it become one of those things like they talk about like like an LA ten versus like a, a Midwest ten? He's like an LA ten until you get to the Western Conference Finals. Oh my God. Then he becomes a six. Um I think Max Christie's a nice looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he's um looking. who else? I'm looking at actually, the roster. Gabe, Gabe Vincent. Vincent. Yeah, Gabe yeah. Newbie. Gabe yeah. Vincent. So, yeah, actually, uh, Emily, you had, you went through this. You landed on your discovery for best-looking NBA team. Oh, yes. So I want to do this <laughs> at the beginning of the next segment. I have yeah. my top five most handsome um, NBA I'm going to say like the stars of their team. All okay. right, I'm not going to go deep into the roster and go through every single person best on this roster. Best looking 14th man in the yeah. NBA. <laughs> best looking big three Eight, seven, 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 ten. <laughs> All right, but we'll, we'll do that next. I want to do a little bit. I'll do it quickly. She starts breaking down Clint Capella. <laughs> <laughs> scouting report on Clinton Capella's looks. Yeah. Can't be on Sock a min- right. minimum. He's going Biombo. <laughs> Just fighting guys 14th on the uh, team's roster. Okay, Emily's going to break down good-looking dudes deep in the NBA yep. uh, when we come back. Plus, um, we didn't talk really that much about this yet. The aftermath of the Angels doing what they did. They played the Atlanta Braves yesterday, won the game 4-1. to one. They're putting themselves in a unique position here. Only three games out of a wild card. We'll talk a little bit about the Angels coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. All right, we got some, uh, some breaking news from Bob Nightingale. Justin Verlander has been traded to the Houston Astros. Verlander going back to the Astros. Groundhog Day. The Mets continue... To sell off, um, it was Max Scherzer earlier in the week, and uh, Justin Verlander has now been traded to the Astros, going back to the Astros. Uh, Big-time news, that's the name that we kept talking about. That's the name that we kept kind of tying back to the Dodgers, and is there a way that the Dodgers can get him? It was, I think, last night um, the Athletic had put something out. Ken Rosenthal had put something out that said that it seemed like the Astros were the team to beat in a trade for Justin Verlander. We talked a little bit about how 
Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, Justin Verlander can kind of choose where he was going to play because of his no-trade clause. So Justin Verlander and Astro. Okay, you had asked before when we were talking about Verlander and that history with the Astros team, the cheating squad that yep. won the World Series at the Dodgers' expense, and how Dodger fans were seemingly cool with Verlander becoming a Dodger. Like, should they hate him? Are you allowed to hate him? When is it okay? He now wants to be an Astro for the second time. You officially have permission as a Dodger fan to hate, now to Justin, hate Verlander. Justin Verlander. Like, he's officially an Astro at this point. All right, breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and, coupon, and coupons today. Um, man, I, it, it's... It's obviously big time news. Uh, you got so many teams that are in contention right now, and you know the the clear news around the Dodgers has been they have until three o'clock today to figure something out. So about another three hours and ten minutes. the The clear holes for the Dodgers has been the pitching. The fact that Verlander is going to the Astros, um, it, it just takes another name off the board. It's going to be interesting what they do here over the next couple of hours because if you're going in with the team, I know we spent a little time on this yesterday, and listen, who knows? Maybe the maybe the Mets just didn't want to do a deal with the Dodgers. Maybe Verlander just didn't want to be a Los Angeles Dodger and want to come out to the West Coast. Maybe the Dodgers were holding on to too many pieces and the Mets said, all right, we're going to go with a better offer. We don't know all the details, but I think it's clear to say that the issues that the Dodgers had – that they've had so far this year, there's not going to be somebody that uh, of a Verlander type of talent that's going to come in and be a Band-Aid. I mean, it does not seem, you know, without being inside of all this, that Verlander was particularly excited about the prospect of being a Dodger. I mean, for all the reports, he he either wanted to stay on the East Coast somewhere close to the New York that I think is his home base or Virginia where he's from, whatever, or he wanted to go back to being an Astro again. He apparently really liked that experience there was really other than just the rumblings of the Dodgers want Justin Verlander because why wouldn't they yep there had never been any real reporting that he was all that interested at the idea of becoming a Dodger Hmm. and they can't make it happen if he doesn't want to go Astros are 60 and 47 and this will kind of tie a little bit more into of course they are um 60 and 47 and you look at the wild card, they have one of the wild card spots right now. We know that the Angels are three games back and trying to get back into that wild card. Okay, this is adds a t- more talent to mm-hmm. this is a time now where if you are a Dodger fan who holds a grudge, you can actually root for the Angels. Unless you're worried that the Angels winning means Otani stays. Do you think people worry about that? I, I don't think Dodger I think once the Dodger once the Dodgers got past once the Angels made a decision that, hey, we're not trading Shohei Otani, I got to imagine every Dodger fan kind of had a breath, a sigh of relief that he wasn't going to go to another team. I don't think there's really too many people too concerned about the well, Angels. Yes and no. Yes mm-hmm. in the sense that you, if you're going to be competing for Otani as a free agent, yep. you don't like the idea of a team that isn't the Angels getting that head start on building a relationship with them, for sure. If you're not going to get him at the deadline, you'd prefer he stays with the Angels. That being said, though, I do think it's interesting that the Angels, 
they know him better than anybody else. Like we, the one thing we can all agree is that nobody really has an idea of who Otani is, what makes him tick, what what he's really looking it's for. Just not a lot of information, right? On him. Yep. But they know him better than anybody else, and. You know, I, I want to make this clear. This is purely speculative on my part. I have no idea. But I think it's interesting that Artie Moreno was going to sell the team, mm-hmm. then decided not to do it very abruptly, very, frankly, against the wishes of the fan base. Of every Angel fan. Right. Yep. But if he thought that there was even a small but real chance that Otani would stay, okay, that could be a reason to keep the team. Even more than it, it, okay, listen. If you're going all the way to the extent of basically announcing that you're going to sell the team while Shohei Otani is still a part of the Angels, where you could potentially attract an owner that can come in and say, "I'm just going to show you my track record. Look what I've done mm-hmm. with this team in a different league." Or I'm just using as an example. Um, there was chatter about the uh, the Warriors owner of potentially having interest. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on the Joe Lacob? Joe Lacob, that you're using a, an owner like that that says, "Give me a shot here. Yeah. Let's kind of try to work this out." Wouldn't that be? I I thought that was the only way that Shohei could potentially stay an Angel. I don't think Arnie Moreno well, has anything in his look, back from, pocket. But to, from the out, look from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. of course, because I think most people would think, why on earth would Otani? want to stay in a relationship with Artie Moreno. And I get thinking that. But again, none of these people speculating this know the relationship better than Moreno. Like, Moreno may not even know Otani that well, Yeah, but he likely has a better idea of Otani's feel for the organization than anybody else speculating. Than an outsider. Yeah. Than somebody that, that is representing a different organization. And you know, there were there were a lot more reasons at least on the surface, for the Angels to look to move Otani than to keep him. Because there are more reasons on the surface that Otani would want to leave than stay. Mm -hmm. The idea that they've gone in this type of direction over the last several months, again, beginning from Artie Moreno deciding to keep the team to keeping Otani at the deadline and actually being buyers and pretty aggressive buyers. Again, pure speculation on my part, but it makes me wonder if they know something internally that the rest of us just can't fathom because it doesn't really follow logic. All right, it's coming back again, the Ultimate Fantasy Football Experience, Friday, August 18th at the Hollywood Park Casino. You can be there. Get your friends together. Register now at ESPNLA.com. Again, go to the uh, website, register, ESPNLA.com, Hollywood Park Casino, eat, drink, and draft. Uh, Justin Verlander traded to the Astros. How this affects... Really, both teams in SoCal, it affects the Dodgers because he didn't go there. It also affects the Angels because they're fighting for one of those playoff spots. And, of course, the Astros are in the way. We'll do that coming up next. Um, I'm going to spend a little time around 12.15 or so talking about Anthony Davis. And can you actually build a team around AD? He's got an extension due up at the end of this week. That's all coming up next. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 